Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Thanks for tuning in again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel along with Mike. Growing in Grace, uh, the podcast that's been going on for uh, well over nine years, nine and a half years or so. Uh, over 450 podcasts can be found at growingingrace.org. Every single one of them free for the taking. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And of course, thanks for uh, sharing it with a friend. It's real easy. Uh, just tell somebody about growingingrace.org. Uh, you know, Facebook makes things very easy to share these days. Twitter. Uh, in all kinds of different ways, you know, through social networking that the word can get out. The thing is, of course, some people might not know unless you tell them. And so uh, we do thank you again for spreading the word about growing a grace. And, and the reason, it's we're not patting ourselves on the back here. We don't make any money doing this thing. Our hearts, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, our hearts are to help people to be free in the freedom for which Christ has set us free. I think there's a Bible verse about that, but that's really what we hope people uh, will get out of this podcast is the freedom for which Christ has set them free. How's it going uh, this week, Mike Kapler? Okay, Joel. Yeah. I mean, we, we have no hidden agenda here. You said it. You wrapped it up right there. So you know where we're coming from, right? We're, we don't have, not that there would be anything wrong with this, but we, we don't have a donation button on our website or anything like that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just I, the only right. reason I mention that is is because well Joel mentioned it first, but no, um, <laughs> he started it. But because you you need to see our hearts here. The, the, we we care about people, and I hope that something we say somewhere along the way will help you gain a better understanding of how God looks at you and and how much God loves you and the things that maybe you aren't fully aware of and. None of us are fully aware of, of, the, of the greatness of God's love for us, but I hope that we can add a little something to it in your life. And we were talking last week about some things Paul was saying to the Galatians and the, the gospel to Gentiles, uh, non-Jewish believers, and, and how the Jews viewed some of this, uh, feeling like they would come around to people like the Galatians, uh, some of the Jewish believers, some of them were former Pharisees even, and they would... They, they believed in Christ, but they also believed that the law was still meant to be followed, the law of Moses, that is. And so um, one thing that I mentioned last week, and Galatians is another one of those classic examples, in my opinion, almost from the beginning of the book to the end, you can read what Paul is trying to say because he's staying on topic here. There's not a whole lot of different subjects, as one would assume when they pick up a book of the Bible. It's got verses, it's got chapters for reference purposes, but if you could just pretend those numbers aren't there, that it was just a letter as if it was written from you know somebody that you know. Uh, in the old days, we used to write letters, you know, email for you young people out there. Um, no chapters, no verses. Just keep reading. You will see that Paul pretty much stays on topic all the way, leading up to this verse about fallen from grace that uh, Joel hit on the, the end of last week's program. 
so I say that, but but right before he says that in, in the first part of Galatians chapter 5, Joel, notice uh, leading up to it, the verses leading up to it, even if we just focused on those, Paul was explaining to the uh, Galatian believers that the difference between the law and commandments that brought bondage, and he used Sarah and Hagar, the two women in Abraham's life that we know of, he used them as examples about the, the law that brought bondage versus the, the promise that brought freedom. Yes. Yeah, chapter 4 is really a really good portion of you know, what we know as chapter 4, a really good portion of Galatians, where Paul does talk about how there's this type and shadow in the Old Covenant, Mount Sinai and, and Hagar, which, like you said, uh, Paul said, gives birth to bondage. That was the covenant, the law, that gave birth to bondage. And then the new covenant that we're in through Christ and his blood, Christ alone, apart from law, that's the one that brings freedom. And so Paul's big on this. I mean, he really wants the people to understand this, because as we talked about last week, he started out by saying that he had to rebuke Peter. He had to withstand Peter to his face, because Peter, even though he should have known better, he was kind of being a hypocrite by, you know, when when there weren't any um, Judaizers around, that is, the people who thought that um, Christians, whether Jew or Gentile, should be back under the law, even though they believed, when those people weren't around, Peter was cool to hang out with the Gentiles and, and to live like a Gentile, as if he wasn't under the law, which was the way it was, the way it was meant to be. Uh, but then when these people came around, uh, Peter would withdraw himself from them, playing the hypocrite. And so Paul had to launch into Peter, so to speak, and uh, let him know that, hey, we know that we're saved by grace through faith apart from law. That's the way it's meant to be. And so he, uh, from that, he springboards into several different things, talking about the bondage of the law and the freedom that comes in Jesus Christ, just like we were uh, just talking about there. And so when we get to the end of what we know is chapter 4 and move on into Galatians 5, is where, where he says, kind of what I had said earlier in the podcast here, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. I like how the uh, NIV puts it. I don't always like the NIV, but in this case it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Again, in the context, that slavery, that bondage that he's talking about, is the law. Don't let yourself be entangled again in the law. Christ has set you free from that. Paul goes on to say, if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. So in other words, if you're going to put yourself under even one law, you're a debtor to keep the whole thing. And there are 613 commandments. It's not just the Ten Commandments. It's a whole bunch of laws. If you say that you have to keep one, you're a debtor to keep the whole thing. And so he, from that, he moves on into, You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. <laughs> See, you were once living this life apart from the law. You realized, I can't do this by myself. And so you turned from law, or from self-righteousness, to God's grace. But now you're trying to maintain your salvation, you're trying to keep yourself right with God through your, the keeping of the law, through your own works. You are the person 
who has fallen from grace. It's not the person who's been really, really good and then all of a sudden turns bad. That's not the person that's fallen from grace. It really is the person who has trusted in God's grace and has turned from that to trying to be good. That's the person who's fallen from grace. Just another example of why we need to look at the context of the Scripture. We talked Mm -hmm. about what led up to some of this talk about falling from grace, and it really kind of starts at the beginning of the book of Galatians. But even if you want to read the last part of chapter 4, as as we were looking at, and then come into chapter 5 here, where uh, Paul starts addressing what you just read, Joel, you just can't focus in on a single verse here and there without looking at what is surrounding it, both before and afterward. And I also like uh, what the American Standard says, and I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. Hmm. You have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to establish or seeking to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. And it's just a funny play on words to me in the American standard where he he just got done talking about circumcision and then he said, you've been severed from Christ. (laughs) But that's probably just me um, because (laughs) severed just simply means to render idle or to be inactive. And so if if you're going to fall from grace, what are you going to fall back into? Well, based on what Paul is saying here, you're going to fall back under law. You're going to fall back under the the obligation of, of doing in order to become. And that was a curse that the old covenant people, the Jewish people, were under was that curse of not being able to achieve life or righteousness, no matter how hard they tried. Yes, exactly. That was that was the problem with it, and that was really the the reason why that old covenant was faulty. You know, really, there's nothing wrong with the covenant from one standpoint, in that God made that covenant and he and he kept his part. But the problem with it is that the people didn't. Hebrews talks about that. The problem with that covenant was the people. <laughs> they didn't keep it. And and it was impossible. It was impossible to keep it. And uh, God had set up that whole entire system to show that very thing. Okay, you think that you can live up to my standards? Well, here's my standard. It's perfection. And if you fall short in keeping, if you keep the whole law and you fall short by just breaking one law, you've become guilty of all because you're a lawbreaker. That was the standard that they had come from. And so if if a person is going to say, all right, I'm saved by grace, but yet I need to keep some laws, you got to keep them all. You're a debtor to keep the whole thing. And so God really wanted mankind to know (laughs) <laughs> that there's there's only one way, and it's the gift, the gift that he offers freely. And so anytime a person will, you know, try to present their righteousness to God, you know, that's really a matter of falling from grace, because you're trying to say, God, look at what I've got. It's a match for what you've given me, or it's better than what you've given me. And God says, uh-uh, you know, that doesn't work. It's either the law or it's grace. And when a person finds out that they just can't live up to the tedious and holy standard of the law, hopefully they'll turn to grace, and then we'll stay there and not fall away from grace back to self-works and, and self-righteousness. Yeah, because we don't mix them together. You don't, you don't, miss, you don't mix grace and law. Right. Uh, I just tried to mix them. I said miss <laughs> instead of mix. But um, No, you're guilty it, of all. 
<laughs> I already you know, ch- chalk one up for me. Falling um, from grace. And, and yeah, the, see, the, the law came through Moses, as the book of John tells us, but in contrast to that, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And you make a good point going in, into Hebrews with what you said there, Joel, because uh, God did find fault with the people, not so much with the covenant, but with the people who didn't live up to it. They were at fault. But don't think for a minute that just because we're in Christ that now we're called to try to fulfill that law. Mm-hmm. Somehow people get it in their head that, okay, they couldn't do it, but now that we've got Jesus, we can do it. That, that's not our job. That was the job of Jesus. He fulfilled the law. Yeah, but he wants to do it through us. Now, he, he, he did it on our behalf. It's already been done. It's a completed work. You and I are not called to do that. We, we live by faith, uh, grace through faith in Christ and uh, allow the life that's been given to us now in this new covenant, we, we allow that life to flow through us as we yield to him. Okay, then, just so people get what you're saying there, Cap, there's a verse in the Bible, Romans 3.31, that says, Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. So does that go against what Cap just said there? We're going to talk a little bit about that. What does it mean that by faith we establish the law? Does that mean that law is meant to be in the life of the Christian, contrary to what we've been saying? We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.